Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the world transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all. The one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bauermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Tuesday. How are you, my friend? Man, I am great. Um, In spite of the late start we're getting with the week... uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a good week, though. Well, it's going to, it's going to be a fine week. We do this every now and then. The weekend runs a little long on us, and we do a uh, we do a nice Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday show instead of a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. It's just our way of showing, demonstrating the kind of flexibility that you need really to cope with the future. I think. <laughs> I guess so. That's right. And uh... what, what we're trying to show. But we got a great show tonight. We got a a big guest with us. Two shows in a row. He's going to be with us tonight and Wednesday night as well. He is a co-author of our book, Visions for a World Transformed. His name is Will Brown. He is a newly enlisted member in the ranks of the gainfully unemployed, otherwise known as retirement. As such, he anticipates many future opportunities to speculate about issues without the distraction of employment getting in the way. That sounds pretty sweet. In other words, he has no idea what comes next, but he's confident he'll have something to say about it. And I'd also like to add, I believe this is true, Will, we can find your thoughts on the future still at uh, Where There's a William. Is that right? Wherethersawilliam.blogspot.com because we retirees are cheap, <laughs> which is a <laughs> we, we, We'll make sure there's a link to Where There's a William there. Now that you're retired, I think you really need to up the output on the blog. I think that's my recommendation. Yeah, that's four or five my layoff this year is probably you know, pushing things. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, get 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 a, get a, get some posts out there. It's a, it's a good way to deal too. You know what I'm saying? It's therapeutic. And this is from a guy who's lucky if he gets one blog post out every six months. So you know, you know. <clears throat> I wasn't going to say anything. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can definitely uh, run circles around me in terms of in terms of blogging. Well, well, it's great to have you on. It's been years since we've had you yeah. on the show, so that's that's been too long. It's uh. It's fun having you back. You've been kind of our go-to guy for discussions about strategy in the past, and you wrote, in some ways, the most kind of offbeat, I think, entry, one of the most offbeat entries in our whole book. Your, your essay was entitled, let me just, let me read the name of it, because I just love this. Your essay was, oh, I'm, I've got the bookmark stuck in the wrong place, but basically it was called Get Jeff Bezos to Hire Humanity. Did I, did I say that right? Was that the name of it? It was posed as a question, how Jeff Bezos can hire humanity. Okay, there you go. All right, fair enough. You know, so it, it, I think it's the, only, it's the only one we have that, uh, that mentioned a living person by name and uh, the only one that uh, talked about putting humanity to work. Yeah, Ask Jeff Bezos to Hire it. Humanity. Here it is. I finally <laughs> found it. Okay, so, Will, explain. How can... Uh, how can Jeff Bezos uh, hire humanity? What does that mean? Well, he could go around door to door and office all a job, but probably <laughs> take a long time. Perfect. Yeah, it would be. Uh, he's really going to need some healthy life extension for that. However, he has the perfect platform to contact virtually anybody, virtually anywhere, by Amazon.com, of course. 
Now, he's already demonstrated a willingness to go just beyond selling us books. Um, there's recent talk of uh, well, him being number one on the who's got the most money list. Well, he is, uh, it's been said now that he is the richest man in the world, that he's passed Bill Gates. And uh, um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is now number one. Th- th- say that's, say that's true. Too, right? That's pretty new, right? I mean, like yeah, that's stuff. as it, within the last week or so, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fairly recent. So that brings up kind of a problem that I was strategically foreseeing back when I first submitted this. Was kind of the the motivating idea for coming up with this whole approach to an entry in a book is that through Amazon and through the you know extensions of that basic bookstore idea. Uh, Jeff Bezos has a serious and kind of unique problem. Where does he put all his money? <laughs> well, he bought Whole Foods. I don't know. But yeah, every time he spends it, he gets more money. I don't know. It's a good question, yeah. Where, a while where? back, he bought Washington Post, so, and everybody online immediately started ragging him about the WAPO being Jeff Bezos' blog. Right, now, right. Uh, the Washington Post famously loses money, so does the New York Times and every, everybody else. Whole Foods will is a profit-making operation independently. How that will be affected as it becomes incorporated into the Amazon overall corporate structure is an unknown. It will its profitability one no doubt decrease and increase variably over over time due to a variety of influences, some of which Jeff won't be able to control directly. He can only respond to. But eventually, uh, he's going to have to continue to expand Amazon in areas that have nothing to do with selling books in order just to find a place to stash his money. And this is only going to get worse and worse. So <laughs> I, there have been recent talk. Like, uh, it's a terrible I problem. I don't know why you're laughing, Stephen. What's this man going to do with all his money? Okay, this is a... Well, well it is... You know, Will is obviously losing sleep at night thinking about what what is uh, Jeff going to do with his money. So tell us. Actually, I'm I'm uh, spending my waiting, you know, bored to fall asleep time dreaming up ways to for Jeff to spend his money to help him. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're a caring soul. Yes. At least some of them don't involve giving some to me just to be, you know, right. Of course. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So he's going to have to be, I'd just say, Friday or Saturday, I think I read something about Amazon formally, you know, making, not really so much of an announcement, but admitting that they're seriously looking at getting into the healthcare industry in some fashion. Now, possibly administratively, possibly direct service, no, no official statement's been made, but apparently it's been acknowledged as a, yes, we are looking at that sort of thing, but... Nothing more to say about it right now, which leads us to healthy life extension possibilities. Um, here's an awful one that I think Jeff Bezos will have to seriously consider if he hasn't already. We all know about Bitcoin. There are, I don't know, eight or nine other alternative uh, currencies. He ought to start his own. Start his own currency like a... Like a cryptocurrency, a like cryptocurrency, a digital, digital right. currency? He's yeah, sure got the platform can, to do it on, it doesn't now. he? I mean, Bezos bucks. Yeah, I can hear yeah. it now. We'll all call him Jeffies. Uh, yeah, I, you know, 
Okay. I like one it. Japanese worth X dollars. Yeah, I, you know, he's just he's a tough guy. He can, he's got a thick skin. He can handle that. But uh, as a way of finding a place place to put his money that he can have some control over, that he doesn't have to manage full time, that can make him some money as a profit at some point down the road. And I think Amazon is still technically infamous for being the company that will eventually show a profit. Right. Even now, Amazon technically doesn't show a, uh, an on-paper profit financially. So it's obvious that, you know, Jeff has gone into this from the outset of playing the long game. Right. So that's, that's uh, an alternative that no one's discussed that I've read, but uh, certainly one that he should consider, I think. But that problem of what does he do with his money? Another way of him stashing his money in a way that he can kind of have some control over but not have to manage himself is to create his own union hiring hall and education center and banking system. And just, you want to be an Amazon Prime member? Great, 99 bucks a year for an extra, oh, call it um, $21. You're a member of the union. You can advertise for jobs. You can apply for jobs. Um, just part of what you are. We'll throw in a free uh, premium video every month. Uh, you know, just expand his basic Amazon business to include anybody who wants to sign up and pay an extra twenty-one bucks a year. You're a member. So I'm, I love, point, I, let me tra- let me track with you for a minute. What do you what do you get for twenty-one bucks? You you, you're... Uh, you get access to a free education program. Okay. A hiring hall where you can advertise for work. Uh, you can apply for advertised jobs. Uh, it would probably do him, you know, be a good idea to include some online banking as part of that, since he's already basically in that. Well, that, that and that would combine interestingly with the digital currency thing, right? Yes, it would. Go into banking but and and have the currency too, right? That that would be. Well, the currency would be a separate thing that you could purchase through. The, through the union hall, uh, or you could take a class, or you can get a certification in a certain specialty, or you can just simply uh, apply to a trade college somewhere and uh, arrange to you know, travel up there and learn to weld, or you know, whatever the trade is you want to learn. Uh, software stuff obviously would be something you could do from your from your home. Hell, you could probably do it on your phone. So would you would are, would would you see uh, Bezos is then using this platform as the primary source for his hiring for Amazon folks? Is that kind of the idea? It well, would be a course. resource pool for him. Is that right? Uh, for him, but uh, that's just to initiate it very, very rapidly. It would expand far beyond it. He would start uh, just openly advertising online for, does your company need employees? Do you have specialized skills? Do your employees need specialized skills? Okay, so he uh, either buys Indeed.com or he puts ends up putting them out of business, right? Maybe LinkedIn as well, right? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, well, that's what I was buy thinking. LinkedIn. Make, yeah. It's a LinkedIn that people might actually go to because it's you know it's already part of Amazon or something, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's interesting, uh, interesting, interesting thought there. Okay, so we're so we're, I'm in. I'll 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 spring for the twenty-one bucks for the for the training program, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not looking for a job. 
but I've got a business. I'm looking for clients. Maybe I can find clients on there, right? You're advertising clients. You're advertising services. Uh, you're advertising uh, that you're in this market and you're looking for customers, viewers, listeners. Um, there you go. Plenty of that. Uh, I won't get into what Stephen does offline for a living, but I, I'm sure he can uh, he can uh, imagine very easily how his offline profession could uh, take part in something like that. Now I'm a retiree and I write stuff, and maybe I want to sell some of it. Um, so I post something on there with a little teaser and say, you know, would you like to put this in your in the Wapo or? Well, the Dallas Morning News or whatever. Wow. So he could start cannibalizing. It's, it's really interesting when you start thinking about it. You know, online banking, maybe take over digital currency, replace Indeed.com, replace or buy out Indeed or uh, LinkedIn, um, and, and maybe freelance, freelancer.com or all those other various sites. Of course, he's already got the, uh, what's it called, Mechanical Turk, where people, uh, sh- you know, swap for, for very small jobs. But you could... Uh, you could you could expand that to to bigger freelance type type arrangements, and it's it's interesting when you think about it because um, he 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 has pushed retail online retail replacing brick and mortar retail so far that he's back to brick and mortar, right? He's he's buying Whole Foods right. and, and, and and stuff like that now. So so what other you know, what other worlds are there for him to conquer? He can just start cannibalizing the rest of the online world, which raises well, an already, interesting point. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say he's already cannibalizing Sears. They're selling Kimmel appliances through Amazon now. There you go. So um, it raises an interesting point, which after the Whole Foods acquisition, I've read some folks starting to murmur the M word in relation to Amazon. Is it just becoming a big Monopoly is it becoming a big antitrust problem, or is there eventually is it going to become the AT and T of the online world and eventually have to be have to be broken up? What do, what do you think, Will, and how does that figure into your plans for for Jeff Bezos' world conquest here? Well, I don't, I don't, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I don't uh, view his efforts as world conquest. I just, I view his efforts as you know very traditional strategic light of um, I want to do most I can, the best I can. And as long as I keep trying to do the most I can, the best I can, um, I should succeed. And that's not world conquest. That's just trying to be who you are as well as you can. Sure. And that's but, fairly but, admirable. But, but, does the, but does the potential that it's a monopoly, does that rear its head? Oh, yeah, head? absolutely. Does, that's, yeah. All, that's my thinking behind the Union Hall educational platform. If most of what he expands into are appendages of the union hall, the hiring hall, or the school, and it's mostly him marketing uh, other people's products, like the Robertson, Professor Robertson's uh, uh, the kindergarten through high school home education DVDs, uh, like $199, and you can, how he trained his kids, and how you can trade yours for 200 bucks. Hmm, wow. uh, you know, marketing products like that, and uh, providing a, a, a central access point to uh, getting uh, MIT put famously put much of their uh, coursework online. Stanford, uh, Oxford. I mean, uh, there's so many opportunities, but you got to go trace them down. If you're a member of the Union Hall, you click on the link and start 
not treading through all the different Lincolns. Uh, the banking thing. Yeah, you could buy uh, his, his cryptocurrency or any of the others. Uh, you could also just have an account uh, at your local credit union and have it linked to the banking hall and use the banking hall as your ISP. And wow. then have all these other businesses an opportunity as appendages to the union hall so they're not technically part of Amazon.com, which is, I'm going to risk here, say that's a very lawyerly way of tiptoeing through the minefield, possibly. No offense, Stephen. Well, <laughs> none taken. None taken. <laughs> well, well uh, putting, putting on my marketing hat, uh, you know, and, and leaving the strategy discussion sure. just for a moment, we've got to have a better name than Union Hall. Okay, that's never going to I'm using it because a union hiring hall traditionally is where companies come to post job positions, union members come to check on what's available and sure. do check on uh, professional certification opportunities and things of that nature. Yeah, hiring hall, we could call it, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos' job shop. We could call it anything you want. Yeah, it would be something like that. It'll have to be, you know, Amazon. Well, it's like, Actually, you know, some, some of them do don't have any, any connection, right? Indeed.com has no connection to what it does, and people go there. But uh, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting thing. But you and I were talking before the show started about how uh, people today haven't even heard of Johnny Carson, right? Um, oh, yeah, the age thing, yeah. Much less Union Hall isn't going to resonate with, uh, with, with uh, these kind of folks. But the concept, once you throw it out there, this kind of, kind of open marketplace for knowledge, for skills, for uh, employment, yeah, for employment and for business opportunities. Stephen, doesn't this factor into the whole coffee shopification of the world plan, right? I mean, in fact, doesn't, don't we need a, a setup like this to support what you've been talking about, do you think? Yeah, and, and uh, I, I think that Jeff Bezos is, 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 is one of a handful of people that ha- is, would have the resources and, uh, you know, because he's, you know, he's Amazon basically, right, that uh, he could do something like this. But, yeah, it's uh, – coffee shopification is, you know, the idea that uh, every, everything, uh, you know, becomes – you know, retail is basically phased out because of things like Amazon, right? And uh, we all do our shopping from uh, from a coffee shop. We all uh, get our books, uh, you know, from a you know from a uh, coffee shop or whatever. It just it, everything becomes that one thing, you know. And uh, so, yeah. I, and and so you, you you could you could go to some place like that, a gathering place, and uh, uh, have ad hoc employment, like where you you know somebody needs somebody with these this skill set to do this online job, and you. You know, you you plug in, you you you'd, uh, get involved in a particular job, and uh, it might might last a day, it might last a month, and uh, then you're on to the next thing. Um, sort of an, uh, you know, and I, I think somebody uh, it doesn't have to be Jeff Be- Bezos, but uh, it could be any, anybody could uh, well with the resources could uh, put together something like that, and uh, and probably in, and it may not be one person; it might be sort of a grassroots kind of ground up thing. But uh, that's I think well, that, that's the way things are going. If I could jump in here, the um, yeah, Phil's idea, the the marketing thing of the back to bricks and mortar. Your idea of the coffee shop, and uh, we need a different name for the union hall. 
So we have a bricks and mortar coffee shop that functions basically as a union hiring hall. Yeah. And in physical locations, backed off by the online universal link hub, whatever you want to call it, that anyone could access either directly from their home or their phone or wherever they are, or go to a coffee shop anywhere that there is one. And you can have stuff delivered there. You could use their computers or printers if you need that. Um, and you can expand from that. And the idea of partnering might help him avoid some of the antitrust rumblings and monopoly rumblings by deliberately hiring people or contracting with people. Say, okay, I'll give you 5% uh, of the business and you run this store and you're the, your name's on the front door. Uh, you know, Bill and Jeff's, just to stick my name in there, uh, coffee shop here in right. Tyler, Texas, where I live, and you're my partner in this you know, local hub here. So, something of that nature. But that allows him both the, the Amazon model, if you will, of just getting online and doing something, or the brick and mortar model. I hesitate to mention Barnes & Noble, but uh, he just <laughs> right. buys them, turns them into uh, you know, Jeffy's Coffee Shops. They've all got coffee shops anyway, as do all the right. uh, all the Whole Foods, right? There's a coffee shop at every one of those locations. That's right. Um, and between the Whole Foods and the Barnes & Noble locations, he's got to start here in the U.S., and there's a model to expand planetarily. And if he's selling the Kenmore stuff, I wonder if he's eyeing Kmart and Sears too, right? He's got to be. He's got to be looking at that whole thing. Interesting. Actually, you know, to be honest, I think he's looking hard at Ikea. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. That's just my guess. If he's really going to get into uh, marketing established uh, appliances and things of that nature, who is the truly planetary big name in home stuff? Right, right. There you go. And if anybody thinks big, it's Jeff Bezos. There you go. Well, I, I'll tell you, one of the companies that he would either have to partner with or that he would end up competing with, ultimately, I think, in in this this space of this kind of open marketplace is SAP, right? Because they've got the Araba network now. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but the idea is they've, you know, you sell back off a of software long enough and suddenly you start thinking, hey, what if this was all hooked up and everybody was all hooked up to everybody? So basically everyone who joins the Araba network is in a position to write POs, to send invoices, to do collections, to write. It's like they, everybody else in the network, right? Um, all of the annoying back-end paperwork stuff that you normally have to create and put in place one-off each time you establish a relationship with another business, it's all done, right? So every, every business, and of course a lot of the businesses that are in there are existing SAP customers, but they, they acquired Araba, and a lot of companies had signed on for this because they said, well, this is, just, this is a much better way of doing this, right? You, you, you sign into this network one time, and then you're able to connect with, you know, you're able to connect with everybody and do, um, you know, accounts receivable and accounts payable and just, you know, that whole that whole thing is kind of like it's it's covered for you, right? Um, I don't know. Is is he big enough to is he big enough to acquire SAP? That would be a that would be a big step, big step. I bet you go, I bet you go fifty fifty partners with him and make yeah. them his uh, customer service for Amazon.com, which. Wow. Has its, which has its, I had to deal with them a couple times, and if it all goes well, it's beautiful. I mean, you uh, click on a link, they give you a UPS thing, 
UPS comes to your door, you hand them the box, they put it on the label, you're done. Right. If it don't work, it's a nightmare because there's nobody to talk to. So, and I've had that happen once, only once, but it happened once. You're talking about and Amazon, not SAP, right? Amazon. Amazon. And having yeah. them as just take over that whole customer service thing, if anybody's set up to make that work right, it's them. And that solves his Amazon, some of his uh, you know, kind of, what do, you, what do you call it, the backside, the part your customer doesn't really see, but it's customer service stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, what, what, uh, what SAP's been working on is kind of coffee shopifying, you know, Stephen's term, ephemeralizing yeah. the, uh, the back office stuff. Making making it uh, you know a one and done kind of a thing. Everybody in the network, you're you're, you're already there. You're already uh, you're already connected to everyone else, and that's probably the one aspect of all of this that's currently missing from how we relate to Amazon currently, right? Because we all have one on many or one on the comp- company relationships with Amazon, but as Amazon members, we don't have any kind of connection to each other. Per se, right? There's, there's, that's, there's no, yeah. that's not a part of the market Amazon set up to really service. Right. Amazon's right. set up as a set direct sales. Well, not direct, but exactly. So, sales platform. But what you're describing right, would require this new layer. It would require a layer that would be that, right? That would be the Absolutely. connection. Between, yeah, between all the people. So that's it. Maybe maybe SAP would. Uh, would uh, step in and play that role. If not, then ultimately, I think they would find that Amazon is competing with them big time in that space, and that would Absolutely. be a comfortable position to be in. Now, here's a, something to think big on, even bigger than what. Jeff Bezos partners with Elon Musk to provide all these services to his Mars colony, including a Mars colony currency. Because if you look at human colonization to history, Every colony that's ever been established was either held captive by the founding country's politics and currency, or they had a revolution and made their own. So let's just bypass that whole thing and just start the colony as having its own currency and its own organization, infrastructure, to build a political entity, and it's an even partnership with uh, Bezos and Musk. What do you think, Stephen? Amazon finds a place to put some of his money. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about Elon Musk. You see him and uh, Jeff Bezos uh, partnering anytime down the road? It's quite possible. Now they, you know, they're they're direct competitors uh, right now uh, where uh, uh, commercialized space is concerned. Uh, right. Blue Origin is the only company. Uh, well, there there are a few other companies, but uh, it, it, I would I would say. Uh, and I could very well be wrong about this, but Blue Origin is the only company with a striking distance. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Currently. And, they're think, and they're thinking big, too. Uh, uh, Bezos is talking about a moon colony. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, it, and, of course, Musk is, uh, is, is talking about actually sending people around the moon in the next year or two. Uh, so okay, so that's, that's neat. Can I suggest a potential uh, unserved market that they could partner up in just to kind of feel their way into it. That would be cleaning up the Earth orbital tracks. Of all the three objects floating around up in there that are just a horrible space accident waiting to happen. Oh yeah. And that's and that most of that stuff is uh, non ferrous alloys, so magnets are right out. It's gonna require only these little bitty uh, 
credit card size, or slightly bigger than that actually. Uh, satellites they're sending up nowadays attached to a propulsive device that can literally go match an orbit, clamp on, and then boost out to a stable orbital position and just thousands of these things until you've got enough of them collected together to make it worthwhile to send a large vessel up to gather it all up in one location. And or you or use it bring, online. Or just, or or just bring, it bring it up, burn it up in the atmosphere. Just burn it up in the uh, atmosphere. You could do that, but we spent so much money collectively putting this stuff up in orbit. Why burn the money up? You can, you're going to manufacture in orbit eventually. You want materials up there. These are all refined metals or alloys. Why would you burn them up? Why not just put them in a stable location in a big clump and then go get them and when you've got an asteroid you're disassembling to manufacture stuff with online or mine it up online or on orbit, sorry. Uh, anyway, just add that to the mix. Well, you know, and Will, I think right, right there you just described a good business model for some up-and-comer, right? Somebody wants to uh, provide a valuable like service to to SpaceX or to uh, Blue, uh, Blue Origin that, you know, it's like, here, well, uh, let, let me get started on this for you guys, right? You're, you're going you're gonna to definitely need this because I think you make, a, you make a really good point. That stuff, which we think of as scrap and junk, is not going to be scrap and junk in a fully functioning space economy. Any, that's what we have to build. Yeah, any useful materials that's already in orbit, that's, that's very valuable, right? It's pretty handy having it up there. Amazing. Interesting stuff. Well, I, you know, we're just, we're just about out of time, and it's too bad because I'm, I'm sitting here formulating an idea in my head. I'm thinking, well, what Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos need to do is do an ICO, an initial coin offering together, right? They could launch a cryptocurrency together that, that they could then use to fund all this uh, going to uh, – uh, right, uh, go, going to uh, for for your idea of you, you know putting it together and making it making it happen now. Use use that cryptocurrency as kind of the the vehicle to make uh, to, to to make something like that happen. I hope these guys are listening. They they really need to tune in more often because we. <laughs> well, if you're listening, Jeff, I'm available via your test monkey for any of these programs because any of these So I can do it. Anybody can do it. Will is free most weekdays, Jeff. So just you know, <laughs> give us a call and we'll we'll, we'll be in touch. Well, listen, hey, this has been this has been loads of fun, but we had another topic we wanted to get to, which was talking about our artificial intelligence future. How about will you come back for our Wednesday show and we'll uh, we'll pick that up then? Can we incorporate Jennifer Dowden's book, A Crack of Creation, in that conversation? We certainly can. Anything I'm you want to talk about, buddy? I'm up for it. All right, sounds good. Okay, Stephen, well, great talking with you. Will, great having you with us. Uh, it's great being with you all. We thank you for being with us this evening, and we look forward to talking to you again on Wednesday. And until next time, live to see it. 